This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the week of May 23rd. While this podcast has focused on COVID-19 for the past two years, there are a number of important health topics beyond COVID-19 that we'll cover this week. In this episode, I'll discuss findings from four MMWR reports. The first report examines ACIP's recommendation for the use of the Genios vaccine in people aged 18 years and older at risk for occupational exposure to orzopox viruses, such as monkeypox. The second report describes post-COVID conditions among adult COVID-19 survivors. The third report highlights barriers to and disparities in access to health care among adults with epilepsy. And the last report looks at seizure or epilepsy-related emergency department visits before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Cases of monkeypox, an orthopox virus, have been reported in many countries where monkeypox does not naturally occur, including the United States. Immunization with an orthopox virus vaccine protects against all orthopox viruses, including monkeypox and smallpox. Until 1971, children in the United States received an orthopox virus vaccine to prevent smallpox as part of their routine childhood vaccines. However, with the eradication of smallpox in 1980, routine vaccinations ended. On November 3, 2021, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices voted to recommend Genios as an alternative to the ACAM 2000 vaccine for certain people at risk for occupational exposure to orthopox viruses, including healthcare workers who treat monkeypox patients and laboratorians testing specimens for monkeypox. The first report describes that a second vaccine is now available for people for whom vaccination against orthopox virus infection is recommended. A growing number of people previously infected with SARS-CoV-2 have reported persistent symptoms or the onset of long-term symptoms four or more weeks after acute COVID-19. These symptoms are commonly referred to as post-COVID conditions or long COVID. In the second report, investigators assessed the rates of 26 conditions known to be associated with post-COVID among patients with a prior COVID-19 diagnosis. They found that at least 30 days after having COVID-19, one in five COVID-19 survivors aged 18 to 64 years and one in four survivors aged 65 years and older have a health condition that might be related to their previous COVID-19 illness. People who had previous COVID-19 illness had twice the risk of developing blood clots in the lungs or respiratory conditions. The occurrence of these new conditions following infection might affect a patient's ability to work and have economic consequences for survivors and their dependents. Implementation of COVID-19 prevention strategies, as well as routine assessment for post-COVID conditions among people who have survived COVID-19, is critical to reducing the incidence and impact of post-COVID conditions. Epilepsy is a neurologic disorder characterized by abnormal electrical brain activity causing recurrent, unprovoked seizures, 
or seizures from other inciting causes, such as high fever or substance abuse. The next two reports look at healthcare use among adults with epilepsy. In the first report, investigators looked at the barriers to and disparities in access to healthcare among adults with epilepsy. Compared with U.S. adults without epilepsy, adults with epilepsy were more likely to report challenges affording important aspects of their epilepsy and non-epilepsy medical care. For example, adults with epilepsy were more likely to report taking less medication than prescribed to save money and an inability to afford specialty care, mental health care, or vision or dental care when needed. Almost three times as many adults with epilepsy, compared to those without epilepsy, reported that lack of transportation was a reason for not seeking care. Public health practitioners and epilepsy health and social service providers can enhance linkages between clinical and community services to address gaps in access to health care. In the last report, investigators examined seizure or epilepsy-related emergency department visits before and during the COVID-19 pandemic. Seizure-related emergency department visits decreased sharply among all people, especially children younger than 10 years of age, during the early COVID-19 pandemic. Although seizure-related emergency department visits in older children and adults quickly rebounded to levels similar to those before the pandemic, seizure-related emergency department visits among children younger than 10 years of age remained low and did not return to pre-pandemic levels until mid-2021. The decrease in seizure-related emergency department visits in 2020 might have been associated with fear of exposure to COVID-19 in emergency departments, deterring patients from seeking care, adherence to prevention measures, including avoiding public settings such as emergency departments, or increased access to telehealth services, decreasing the need for emergency department visits. These findings reinforce the importance of understanding why parents, guardians, and individuals did not seek care. Seeking appropriate care for seizure-related emergencies is critical to preventing adverse outcomes. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.